On today's edition of the show, we discuss the Florida Panthers losing game one of the Stanley Cup final by a final score of five to two. We discuss Vegas taking advantage of five on five, the Panthers' lack of flow on the power play, and we discuss the panic meter and the game two adjustments going in to game two. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into Sunday, June 4th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Armando Velez. You can follow me on Twitter at Monoman12. Follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers and on Instagram as well at LO underscore FLA Panthers. And shout out to the everydayers who come back here and make the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast not only your first listen of the day, but getting your daily Florida Panthers fix. So, Cats fans, the, you know, the Florida Panthers having nine days off and, you know, now without Etulus Thuranen in game one, which we thought he was going to play after Paul Maurice talking about how he was fine and everything. You still can't figure out what Paul Maurice says even after 90 plus games of listening to his press conferences. But the Florida Panthers, they looked great early. The ice was tilted in their direction, the most part for the first period. And and even the tail end of the second period where they get it tied it going into the third period. But Vegas breaks it open, wins this by a final score of five to two. And the Florida Panthers drop game one of this best of seven series against the Vegas Golden Knights. But we do have a special guest here on the show to discuss this loss for the Florida Panthers against the Vegas Golden Knights. He is the former host of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, Josh Lick. Josh, welcome back to the show. Hey, excited to be back, even with a loss to talk about. It's uh, still a Stanley Cup finals loss to talk about, and uh, so we'll break it down for you, and uh, excited to be here. Yeah, um, and and yeah, it's, 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 it's crazy. The anticipation just going into this with, the, the long layoff and then all the worry about the the Panthers and if they would come out flat and everything. But honestly, after the first three minutes with the Vegas Golden Knights, they're getting their fair share of odd man uh, rushes as well. I mean, Bob, Bob especially. I mean, he bails out Aaron Ekblad uh, after ha- having a no stick uh, and then, a, and then uh, kicking it out to Mark Stone and then getting out to Brett um, Howden and then Bob makes a stop there. Really, ever since that, I mean, the Florida Panthers go like 14 minutes of tilting the ice in their direction. I mean, you saw how breakups were happening in their own zone as well, especially Gus Forsling. I thought Gus Forsling really had a great start to this uh, uh, this this game as well, and especially with uh, Ryan Lomberg as well breaking up passes and then going back to the slot area and 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 getting a uh getting an opportunity on Aiden Hill but also Aiden Hill in this game especially in the first two periods the Florida Panthers were starting to get him out of his own net and I thought the Florida Panthers were doing well of of getting him to out of his net and even on some of the rushes that they had throughout the game 
I mean, I thought that they made they gave themselves an opportunity to make Aiden Hill uncomfortable at times. Well, let's not, you know, kid ourselves. I mean, I know the score is is five to two, but the reality is is this was a very close game. Mm-hmm. And I think that the Panthers at times looked great. I thought Bob looked great a lot. Um, you know, I think two, two of the goals for sure he didn't get a look at because of breakdowns in front of his own net. And one of them, uh, every defenseman that plays for the Florida Panthers decided not to be on that part of the ice. So it's, you know, I don't think that we can really blame Bob. I think he's going to get a lot of blame uh, here in the next couple of days as everybody, you know, spins the cycle of all the things they're supposed to say about game one. But the reality is, is it was a very tight, very close, good game for the Panthers. And uh, another thing to remember, too, is that uh, the Las Vegas Golden Knights are 0-1 in Stanley Cup Finals where they won the first game. So uh, they won the first game against Washington and then lost in five. So really, I mean, it's one game. It's one that you wish you had. You like to win the first game. Uh, But if the Panthers come back on Monday night and uh, win that game, we're not going to be talking about uh, this anymore because I think that was a very, 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 very tight game between both teams. And what ended up being the clincher at the end is special teams. And we can talk about that. I'm sure we're going to break it down. But special teams became the big factor in this game uh, on both sides. Uh, we even had a, a shorthanded goal. So special teams, the penalty kill uh, for the Panthers contributed. But uh, unfortunately, the power play for the Panthers continues to struggle uh, alongside uh, some questionable at best officiating. So you want to just jump right into it or what do you want to do? Yeah, I mean... I mean, Nick Cousins gets cross-checked near the the half wall by uh, Chandler Stevenson and uh, H- um, Haig as well, and you hear him mouthing, "Are you effing uh, blind?" Uh, to the to the official as well, and uh, and yeah, that 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 was one that really sticks out. But also some of the un untimely penalties uh, for the Panthers as well themselves. Eric Stahl getting a cross-check. Uh, giving a cross check to Ivan Barbashev in the in, in the slot where he was way away from the play, as well. And um, Josh Mahara didn't have the best game neither. I mean, there was one where Gudis uh, got out of his own, um, failed to clear out of his own zone, and then Josh Mahara takes the bait on a penalty. I mean, and we remember there was a goal disallowed by Carolina in the previous round due to a Gudis uh, clear, but replay showed that that the puck was just offside. So uh we're not we're not we are very familiar with sometimes those happening with the with the Florida Panthers as well so that that is uh that is one that uh you 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 wish that the the Panthers can clean up a bit here but yeah the special teams part equaled out um, as far as as far as Panthers getting their shorthanded goal Eric Stahl in his 100th career postseason game uh good for Eric Stahl on that same penalty kill the florida panthers didn't allow a shot on goal uh there as well but also that the one the one power play uh goal that the vegas golden knights had um the the first one by uh by uh by jonathan marshall so uh brad Gudis gets out of the game early on and then brandon montour takes his place you wish that he, uh, montour could have had had mark stall take that take it towards the end boards and instead of Brandon Montour staying back there and that's what caused uh, Jonathan Marchessault to be so open where he beat Brofsky uh short side there but it it, it again uh 
again, that that's where really it, it comes down to for for the Panthers in the special teams front. Well, yeah, and, and you know, you talked about that Rocco Gudis, um, you know, leading to the Mahora penalty. Uh, remember, Gudis got hurt in the first period as well, and that was, I think, maybe his second shift after he came back from that. And uh, I just felt like maybe he couldn't get his body to do what he wanted it to do, and it ended up unfortunately to that um, penalty kill because he, he was in discomfort um, as he was trying to turn. But hopefully he can uh, he can heal up on that over the next couple of days. Yeah, I mean, it came down to special teams, and obviously Vegas had more chances uh, to exhibit their special teams, and their special teams were able to get, get it done. The Panthers, uh, you know, power play has continued to struggle. I think the biggest issue, not just on the power play, though that's part of it for sure, but um, a little bit on the 5-5 five to five in the offensive zone tonight, I just felt, really felt like the Panthers abandoned the game plan that they so clearly executed in the last two series to go north-south. When you have the puck, go to the net. When you have the puck, go to the net. And we saw a little bit of those east-west passing, long passes, trying to be pretty, uh, admiring the pass, um, you know, type of hockey that really got the Panthers in trouble last season uh, in their series against the Tampa Bay Lightning. So it's kind of a frustrating thing to see that and to see the Panthers um, reverting back to that um, kind of cross-ice uh, play. And so I think the the main question is going to be here, uh, is Paul Maurice able to rally the team with some coaching here and say we got to get back to playing the basics? We can't assume that we can outskill these guys. We're going to have to outwork them. Because the reality is I don't think the Panthers outworked Vegas tonight. And, and mm-hmm. that's going to be what this comes down to. I also don't think they played bad. I think it's it's a real balanced game, but they've got to bring that competitive edge, and it just felt like they didn't really wake up tonight to do that. Yeah, and 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 definitely it's gonna it it it, it might happen whenever you're whenever you're ta- when you ever you have that much time off. But hey, the the Florida Panthers they 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 tilt the, the ice tilted in their direction the first period and even towards the end of the second period for for them. So uh it, it's just a matter of also filling out the opponent as well for the florida panthers but in segment number two we're going to dis- discuss the keys to the vegas golden knights getting this win and what what the florida panthers are gonna need to do in order to flip the script in game two uh, of this best of seven series against the vegas golden knights we're going to discuss that next here on the locked on Florida Panthers podcast. But first, we're going to tell you all about eBay Motors. And for a championship team, it's about making sure that every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your rides to my garage and look for the green check marks to make sure your part will fit or your money back. Just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop at eBay Motors. And now with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win and when with the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, right fit, right prices at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Segment number two here on this Sunday, June 4th edition 
of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. It is a post-game edition of the show where the Florida Panthers lose to the Vegas Golden Knights by final score of 5-2 to two in Vegas. Uh, one, one thing, Josh, that the Florida Panthers were we're struggling with and really at, at the, at the early part of the game is uh face-offs uh, especially towards the first, like maybe 25 minutes of the game where we're really, especially on the power, especially on the power play where they were struggling, struggling with getting in the zone. Uh, like there was one power play where the Vegas golden Knights cleared it like four or five times in, in one where they they were even struggling to enter the zone when, when the puck was um, lifted in deep uh the Vegas golden Knights were there to, also also clear um get to the puck real quickly and retrieve it and, as well and also you spoke about north south movement for uh for the panthers but i also want to take the east west direction where especially on the shafe theodore uh goal where he's just it, it feels like shay theodore was kind of like playing with his food a little bit there especially on anthony duclair where he just had him just all all types of confusion and then uh and then uh with uh with that shot I, I believe it was uh howden who had the screen but also mahura uh screened sergey Bobrovsky as well and took away the eyes of of bob it, it, it was on the it was on the two two one goal in the middle of the second period as well so that that is also a part of the game where where i thought the florida panthers uh lacked especially when the vegas golden knights at times were were cycling the puck but the thing is the florida panthers out a shot attempted the Vegas Golden Knights at five on five and even and even sh um, shots on goal as well. But it was just about them being opportunistic on their on their chances. And we saw later on in the game how the Florida Panthers were at, they had a stretch where they won 18 of their last 22 uh, face offs. And look what happened. It, it resulted in in a set play where Anthony Duclair just gets the gets the puck right off a of Barkov win and then um redirects off uh white cloud to make it to make it 2-2 at the time but so those are the little bit of adjustments that the florida panthers made in be in between the game but also you know when it whenever you're losing those key face-offs especially on the on the on the power play where you you can't get anything going i mean it's just a big buzzkill for this team at times well remember they won or at least they tied two periods and then the third period was kind of a bust but you know, this is a whole different game. If Nick Cousins gets the rebound on that crazy paddle save and actually buries it instead of fanning on it, it's a whole different story. No this doubt. Is, you know, it's a game of inches and centimeters. You know, um, it's not like a it was a Vegas blowout. So I think Panther fans and the NHL at the whole need to settle down. In fact, I would say if you're a uh, somebody who likes to place wagers on uh, – the sports uh this would be the time to place a wager on the florida panthers coming back in the series I, I just think it was such a close game you know one or two calls different go differently and it could be completely different um as far as what you're talking about you know with the north south hockey and the entries particularly into the offensive zone um you know one of the things that paul maurice has kind of patented i suppose with this version of the florida panthers is the pucks in deep uh, offensive scheme. So you're trying to get the puck chipped in deep behind the goal line and you come in to retrieve it. Vegas has a better defense than some other teams. Uh, bigger, for sure. Uh, no, no. I don't know that I would necessarily say that they're better than Carolina's defense, but they're definitely bigger. So um, you may struggle a little bit with that, but 
the Panthers also had a lot of opportunities where multiple guys were coming in um, and they just made one too many passes trying to get into the zone. They, instead of taking it and just going like Vegas was, was leaving off. Like they were letting them enter. And instead of taking the entry, they would try to drop pass and it would squirt out from the blue line. They just need to do better with that. If you have the puck here at the blue line, go in. You don't have to try to make the fancy play at the blue line to set up some sort of chance. Uh, you have to have the puck near the net to score. So I think that's going to be the kind of thing that Paul Maurice is going to make adjustments with. I imagine tomorrow in practice, there's going to be a lot of talk about zone entries. There's going to be a lot of talk about puck battles. There's going to be a lot of talk about north-south hockey and getting to the net. The one thing I would say that the Panthers did not do a good job of tonight was crashing the net. They did not get a, do a good enough job of uh, creating stuff around the goaltender. I know there was some contact and some movement and some uh, you know, phantom and otherwise punches uh, around the net. But as far as when the puck was in play and the puck was coming on net, there was a lot of perimeter shooting. And some of it was close. I mean, Brandon Montour, again, that's a game of two centimeters to, you know, to the right. And that Brandon Montour goal goes in, and we're not even talking about a loss tonight. So, um, you know, it's, it's close. But these perimeter shots aren't going to cut it in the Stanley Cup final. You've got to get in there. You've got to cut hard. And the stars got to show up. Barkoff, Kachuk, um, these guys need to be part of what's happening. Um, you know, can't be part of it if you get ejected. Um, so, you know, I understand that Kachuk's setting a tone for the next game. But um, all of this needs to be figured out. And I think it can be figured out, uh, but they're going to need to go back to the whiteboard and make sure that they've got a game plan. So much of this is feeling things out, too. I mean, yeah. don't forget, in the last week or two of the season, the Panthers played Carolina and Toronto. So, like, they um, had some homework, I guess you could say. Uh, playing a couple games, right, in the last few weeks against Toronto and a game against Carolina. So they already had some of that figured out. It's been a while since they played the Vegas Golden Knights. I think that was a February game. Was March. March, okay. Uh, it's been a while since they've played Vegas. They only play Vegas once in a while because it's a West Coast team. And they've only, uh, you know, played a couple times in Las Vegas So because of the lockout, the COVID and all that. So, like, you know, it's one of those things where I think uh, they're going to have to feel out this team a little bit, see what they're made of. Um, but I also, I trust, and this is a hard thing for me to say. <laughs> wow. Uh, especially uh, based on what I said in the regular season. But I actually, I trust Paul Maurice to make some adjustments here. I think he's a better coach than Cassidy. And I think that they're going to see a different strategy on Monday night. Yeah, and going back to what you said about Kachuk and towards the end of the game, I know I know you're trying to draw draw make uh, Vegas uh, go to the box and go, get something, especially because they lost that challenge on the uh, Mark Stone uh, goal as well. And uh, also, Mark Stone had a great opportunity early, early in the game on, on a rush, and Bob just took away the angle for uh, for Mark Stone there as well. So what 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 also it was a quick review, by the way. Um, let, let's not forget to mention that for, for the, for that fourth goal by the Vegas Golden Knights. What, what'd you think about, what'd you think about the, 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 the high, the high stick that, that, that Paul Maurice, uh, challenged for, was it a do damned if you did damned if you didn't, um, situation, because I saw the way Mark Stone was positioned that he wasn't necessarily up all the way straight. So it might, if, if he was like at his normal height, standing completely 
uh, his posture completely up. Maybe, maybe where his stick actually would have been would have been like at, at his head, uh, even at his shoulder or below. So, what what do you think of that of that call for uh, for the high stick that uh, Paul Maurice challenged? I thought that stick was just as high as the war room in Toronto. Not calling that goal back. Um, unbelievable. It makes no sense to me that you can debate the semantics of how he's arched his body, but the reality is the purpose of that rule is that you're not supposed to be swinging your stick in the air at face level. And that's mm. clearly a face level baseball swing higher than a baseball swing, uh, in the air. And it was clear. I mean, t- to me, it was absolutely clear. Before they even started talking about it on the broadcast, I was like, ooh, that looked high to me. I said the same uh, thing. You know, and he's coming in high, uh, knocking the puck down. I mean, that's the spirit of the rule. And, and it's, hey, you can disagree with the rule. I actually think that it might be a bad rule to have the high-sticking, you know, whistle, automatic whistle rule. I think it's kind of silly. But if you have a rule, you got to call the rule. And, and so it just seemed crazy to me. Uh, I mean, it, ultimately, that doesn't end up mattering. Uh but, you know, in the scheme of things, but it's just frustrating uh, because it felt like the officiating was slanted and not even like in a way to favor the Vegas Golden Knights, because I don't think that's true. But I think it felt slanted against giving the Panthers opportunity um, or the benefit of the doubt on a lot of this stuff. And so I hope that, um, you know, these officials, they have coaches, they have people that uh, for the NHL, you know, give, give them feedback. I hope there's some feedback that maybe goes the Panthers' way in the following game uh, because it just it seemed wrong. And, and that Mark Stone thing, it just seemed wrong. Um, and I don't, I don't understand how quickly they came back with that. Like, they didn't even seem to take a minute to look at it. Um, so that was kind of crazy to me. But, yeah, definitely a high stick. Definitely should have been called back. But it doesn't matter at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and it ultimately, uh, unfortunately, results in the – not only the game breaking open, but them going on the on the power play there. So at that point, you just knew that the that it wasn't the Florida Panthers night in game one of the Stanley Cup final. But in segment number two, we are going to discuss what what was being said, what 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 players we would like to have a different type of game two, and how we would want the Florida Panthers to adjust going into game two of the Stanley cup final. We're going to discuss this next year on the lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. Segment number three here on this Sunday, June 4th edition of the lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, where the Florida Panthers lose game one of the Stanley cup final by a final score of five to two in the sin city. I got Josh Lick, the former host of the lockdown Florida Panthers podcast here on the show. And we have a few quotes from uh, post game, um, and of course we can we can uh, we can take as much context as as we want here. Uh, but a few quotes that Paul Marie said was, "Everybody just effing breathe." That is a, a quote from Paul Marie's directly uh, post game from from. Uh, from Vegas. And honestly, uh, after, after experiencing game one of the first round series and we're, we as Florida Panther fans 
are used to the Florida Panthers not winning game ones of series as well. And I, and I know there was that 26 year drought and everything for the Florida Panthers too. But listen, we spoke about Vegas losing game one of, excuse me, winning game one of 2018 as well. Uh, not everything carries over from one game to the other in, in the, in the Stanley cup playoffs. Also, uh, Josh, the, um, Paul Maurice also uh, spoke <laughs> this about the high stick review. He said, I think they were just excited about getting us into the penalty box one more time. <laughs> so it's, it's continuous, the comical stuff that comes out of Paul Maurice's mouth, whether we like it or not, but it's just a great, even in losses, it's just great for what we hear from the head coach. So w- what are your thoughts on, uh, what was said uh, post game by Coach Maurice? Yeah, it's message sending, right? Um, Maurice is sending a message to the NHL that uh, he's unhappy with the officiating. Um, you know, I'm surprised he didn't, you know, say something about the referees had to get out of there to get to a bar mitzvah uh, or something along those lines. Um, you know, Maurice is it's gamesmanship. You know, it's you know, you say that in the media, it gets definitely gets back to the referees. Then they're thinking about it in the next game. You know, you're trying to you know, create some of that. But at the end of the day, I think he knows just as well as we all know that that was a high stick and should have been looked at a little bit tighter. And, um, you know, uh, I think the NHL war room uh, in general hates calling goals back and especially one that looks cool for their next commercial for the Stanley Cup. So that's what's going to happen. And, you know, you just have to kind of, you can't win them all. So you move on and you try to, to move on with it. But I do think that Maurice has a good feel on how the team's morale has been. Have you been watching the quest for the cup on ESPN plus? Um, I have watched the first three. I have not watched the recent one. The recent one has a ton of Panther content. And uh, the one thing that I love about those episodes is you can see Maurice is having fun with the team in the locker room. They're joking around. They're having a good time. Now, I know it's easy to say, well, yeah, you always have a good time when you win. But I don't think – let me put it this way, Panther fans. I don't think that the Florida Panthers were sitting in the locker room with their head buried in the towel Mm-mm. crying after the game tonight. I think they said, all right, boys, you lose them. You know, you can't win them all, and they're going to come back, and they're already plotting on which hole they're going to stick that puck in on Monday night after the game. So I, I don't think it's going to be an issue. Um, I think – that they're going to rally and I think we're going to see a team with some fire on Monday night coming out trying to get that if you split this first these first two games uh it's a whole new ball game it becomes a best of five series yeah uh yeah so it's just the experience factor that comes with Palm Reason just knowing that he's uh he's been there done that with with uh in, in in this league when it comes to that one one thing of note is that Anton Lundell did get his first point uh, since the Toronto series. Uh, that point came on that on that uh, overtime winner uh, uh, by Sam Reinhart uh, back in the Toronto series. So it, it happened on that uh, stall goal where William Carlson breaks his stick and then uh, he make, he he uh, puts him on ice skates literally uh, to to make that move to to get uh, Eric Stahl to break free before that wraparound uh, goal. But a, a few players that I'd like to see uh, play better. Um, yeah, Anthony Duclair had a goal, but uh, there's a few times where I, I thought that 
I was just thinking, I was like, ah, oh, Duke, you got to be better. Of course, we spoke about the white cloud goal. Um, and he made a great effort on that back check that not only was it deflected off of his stick, but Bob made an incredible save on Barbashev there. And that was right before uh, the goal that was uh, scored uh, by uh, by uh, white cloud uh, there. Excuse me. The Shea Theodore goal was the one that uh, – Duclair was on was uh, struggling with his east west movement, but the breakup uh, on the on the on the opportunity to stop the rush, uh, just you, you want to see you want to see better out out of him there. But I also thought Nick Cousins was very active outside of that outside of that goal that um, that goal that Aiden Hill stopped. I thought he was also getting beat up big time uh, tonight. Even even outside of that um, play where. He was saying, uh, are, are you effing blind, uh, ref? Um, there was one where he was uh, taken down by, I, I think it was uh, Petrangelo near the offensive blue line, I, I believe it was. Uh, but Carrier, excuse me. It was Carrier that took him down there. Uh, but I, I thought Nick Cousins was also very active as well. Anton Lindell gets four shots on goal in the game as, as well. And uh, But who would you like to see uh, get be a... Uh, Get, have a better uh, game two for the Panthers. Yeah, I think the Vegas Golden Knights did a good job of shutting down that Kachuk line, um, which means that the Barkoff line just needs to step up. And, you know, I think Barkoff was pretty quiet. You didn't really see a whole lot of how to him. And I think that's where the difference is, is when the Panthers are able to run off, you know, their top three nines, their, their top three lines, their top nine guys. When they're able to run them in a consistent way and bring pressure, that's when they're successful. And honestly, uh, in game one, you know, the Barkoff line was very, very quiet. I know Duclair scored a goal, but other than that, as far as their, um, and I'm not talking about that goal, but I'm saying like as far as their movement, as far as their shots on goal, their their chances, I thought they were pretty pretty quiet tonight. That's got to change. Um, you know, hopefully we maybe see Luce Terrain and come back and that'll spark the Reinhardt line a little bit. That would be great. Uh, but yeah, those are the guys that we need to see more out of. And for all the talk in the pregame stuff in the last 10 days as we've waited for this series about Vegas's fourth line being better than the Panthers' fourth line, look at Eric Stahl who gets that first goal of the series. So, you know, I know he's on the PK at the time, but that's not the point. The point is, uh, I think we match up you know, player for player with a lot of these guys, but the best guys have to be the best guys. And, you know, uh, Barkoff, we need to see him do something. We need to see Verhage come back after not, I don't think Verhage had a point in the Carolina series. Did he? Uh, he, he, he had a, he had a goal in game two, one, um, okay. against, uh, he, it's, uh, against it's been a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. that was, that he had a goal in, uh, in game one of that series, but yeah, you were talking about crashing the net um, earlier. Um, you, I, I like to I like to see him more on like the give and go opportunities as well, uh, where you can at least uh, get a, a centering feed uh, as well and just try a redirection because we didn't really see any of those uh, redirect opportunities for for the for the Florida Panthers uh, there while the Vegas Golden Knights were getting their fair share of re, um, redirect opportunities. There was even one on a double deflection that missed the net that the Panthers were lucky that it didn't uh, get, get to there as well. Uh, so we, so we, we like to see uh, that, that cleaned up as well for, for the Panthers as well on, on that end. So uh, yeah, um, it's, it's one game. 
the as far as panic meter, it's it's not high for me at, at all for 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 this uh, for this Panthers team. I mean, you, the series doesn't really start until someone loses at, at home, right? So, exactly. it, it, and to win this, you got to at least get one in, one in Vegas. And you know what? You have an opportunity on Monday night to to do it to do it, and before you come back home to FLA Live Arena. Yeah, I agree. No panic in this game. It's just uh, annoying more than anything else. But no panic, and I uh, look forward to the Monday night game. Yeah. So, so of course the the Panthers will uh, have have a day off, and then th- we're not going to see many one day gaps in this series. So, thankfully, after Sunday, the Panthers will. The best thing that the Florida Panthers can do is have this one day gap, and then they're right back in action on Monday night. Uh, Monday night, eight p.m on TNT in the States. So Josh, thank I want to thank you so much for joining me on this Sunday edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, a live edition of the show and where the Florida Panthers unfortunately lose five to two against the Vegas Golden Knights, but still an opportunity to make something out of this uh, series before they come back home. So tell everybody where they can follow you online. Yeah, you can follow me at, at Josh Loves Hockey on Twitter. Awesome. Awesome, Josh. Uh, Thank you so much and uh, hope to see you next time, my friend. Thanks. Appreciate it. And if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast. You'll be notified every single time the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Don't forget to also subscribe to the other shows on the Locked On NHL network, including Locked On NHL, Locked On Fantasy Hockey, Flip Livingstone, and Steel Roden, and Locked On NHL prospects. Thank you for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first system of the day. And every day is make sure you come back for Monday's edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, where Kevin Roddingen from the FLA Catnip podcast will be coming on the show to preview game two between the Florida Panthers and the Vegas Golden Knights. So I'm Armando Velez with Josh Lick. And you've been listening to Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. We're your team every day.